You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. John Goodhue, Regional Vice President. Congratulations! Which prize are you hoping for? Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Hacking Humans podcast. This is an occasional series we call Hacking Humans Goes to the Movies. I'm Dave Bittner, and joining me is my CyberWire colleague, Rick Howard. Hey, Rick. Hey, Dave. I'm, I like that gravitas you brought to that announcement. It sounded <laughs> it really good. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have to start a, an Oscar campaign for myself or something. So, On this show, Rick and I look at some of our favorite clips from cinema and television, clips which demonstrate some of the scams and schemes that Joe Kerrigan and I talk about on the Hacking Humans podcast. We've got some fun clips to share, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after this message from our show sponsor. All right, Rick, we have got some good clips to share this week. You want to kick things off for us? Absolutely. I'm very excited about this one, Dave. My clip this week comes from the pilot episode of the most realistic movie or TV show ever made that has hacking at its center, right? That's a big, big claim, I know. That's quite quite a claim. (laughs) (laughs) The show is called Mr. Robot, and Dave, I know you're a big fan. Yeah, Sure. It ran for four seasons between 2015 and 2019 on the USA Cable Network. I don't even think that network uh, exists anymore, but that's where it's it, hard to know these days. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not because I, I don't know about you, I cut the cord recently, so everything's a streaming service now. Yeah, and I am too. I don't know where anything is, so that's yeah. true. And so, and whether or not you embraced the crazy storyline across all four seasons, and let me tell you, the storyline was absolutely bonkers. But whenever the creator, Sam Ishmael, depicted hackers doing hacking stuff, it was realistic. You know, you won't see a lot of hackers frantically typing on keyboards and then finally saying, we're in, you know, like in the Mission Impossible (laughs) movies. (laughs) My my favorite was there was an episode of one of the police procedurals, and I don't remember which one it, it was. But they had two people typing on the same keyboard at the same time. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my. Yeah, that's <laughs> that my, would work. That, that's the all-time <laughs> favorite. Right. <laughs> all right. So that didn't happen in Mr. Robot, all right? So mm-hmm. what you do see is the way that real hackers would attack uh, victims in the real world. And in this clip, the pilot episode, the writer-director, like I said, his name was Sam Ishmael. He's trying to do a lot of things here. He's got to introduce the main character, Elliot played by Rami Malek, best known for this role probably. But, you know, Dave, he played Freddie Mercury in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Yeah, yeah, and he was the that villain. very much. Yeah, I, I know. I love that, right? And he was the villain in the latest James Bond movie, No Time to right. Die. And, you know, he had a small role in the most recent Oppenheimer movie. So Ishmael wants to show that Elliot might be on the autistic spectrum, thus the Mr. Robot of the title, and that he might have some daddy issues, okay? But more importantly, he wants to show that Elliot is a world-class hacker, elite hacker. I got that in air quotes, Um, (laughs) you know? And he wants to show that the hacking on this show is not Harry Potter-ish, meaning it's not magical. Instead, it's the real deal. So in this five-minute cold open, before we even see the title screen, we hear about Elliot's man-in-the-middle attack targeting the owner of a chain of coffee shops in New York City by monitoring the exit nodes of the Tor network, the dark web, and compromising the Onion routing protocol, 
We're going to touch on the old school hacker debate about the pronunciation. Is it rooting or is it routing? Uh, and we're going to, <laughs> I know, right? And we're going to see the difference between cyber hacktivism in doxing and cyber crime ransomware. And, okay. okay. So, and you watch in real time how fast a business leader will flip flop from refusing to pay the ransomware demand on principle to falling all over himself to pay the ransomware once he understands exactly the nature of the material data that Elliot would expose. So this scene opens with Elliot, you know, Rami Malek. He's wearing a black hoodie and jeans. Of course, he's wearing the hoodie. Of course. He walks in, walks into Ron's coffee shop and sitting across from the owner, a Middle Eastern looking man, Ron, played by Samrat Chakrabarty. Elliot talks first. So uh, let's roll the clip. All right. You're Ron. Points to a sign that says Ron's Cafe. But your real name is Rohit Mehta. You changed it to Ron when you bought your first Ron's Coffee Shop six years ago. Now you got 17 of them with eight more coming next quarter. Ron's looking dubious. Can I help you with something? I like coming here because... Your Wi-Fi was fast. I mean, you're one of the few spots that has a fiber connection with gigabit speed. It's good. It's so good, it scratched that part of my mind. Part that doesn't allow good to exist without condition. So I started intercepting all the traffic on your network. That's when I noticed something strange. That's when I decided to hack you. I know you run a website called Plato's Boys. Uh-oh. What do you mean? You're using Tor networking to keep the servers anonymous. You made it really hard for anyone to see it. But I saw it. The onion rooting protocol, it's not as anonymous as you think it is. Whoever's in control of the exit nodes is also in control of the traffic, which makes me the one in control. I must ask you to kindly leave. Please. I own everything. All your emails, all your files. He has them a folder of all these things. Picks. Mm-hmm. Get out of here right now, or I'll call the police. And you want them to find out about the hundred terabytes of child pornography you served to your four hundred thousand users? Personally, man, I was hoping it was just gonna be some BDSM stuff. You realize how much simpler that would have been? Ron's just realizing that he's in trouble. You don't hurt anyone. Never did. That's my personal life. I understand what it's like to be different. I'm very different, too. I mean, I don't jerk off to little kids, but... I don't know how to talk to people. My dad was the only one I could talk to. But he died. I'm sorry to hear that. How did he pass, may I ask? Leukemia. Yeah, I definitely got it from radiation at the company he worked at, though I couldn't prove it. Now he's dead. Company's fine, though. 
Okay, Rohit. You don't have to worry anymore. I don't understand. Are you blackmailing me? So that's what this is about. Now he's starting to get mad. Mm -hmm. That's all you care about. No. If I pay you now, you'll want more and more. No matter how much I give. You will inform the police anyway. I won't pay you, sir. Remember, you also broke the law. Actually, you're right. Partly. See, I usually do this kind of thing from my computer, but this time I wanted to do it AFK. In person. Away from keyboard. Trying to work on my social anxiety. But there's always the threat of you fleeing after I call you out. You know, you tell your sysadmin to take your servers down, wipe all the data. So I made sure to include the current time and location on my anonymous tip. Wait, hold on. I'll give you the... Stands up, he's getting ready to walk out. How much to go? I'll pay you. That's the part you were wrong about, Rohit. As the police arrive. I don't give a shit about money. Not ransomware. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's brutal. It is brutal. What an excellent clip that is. It covers so much ground. Okay. You know, I've been a big fan of the show. And, you know, to have a writer, director set it all up like that is amazing. And he covered so many things. And Well, let's go through it together. What are are some of the things in particular that caught your eye? Well, I, I like the idea that he immediately starts talking about the Tor Network. Okay, that mm-hmm. most people have heard have never used, that this guy, Ron, has set it up to hide his child pornography website, and he thinks he's bulletproof, but he runs into Elliot, who uh, has no problem uh, being able to monitor the Tor Network's exit nodes to find out what this guy is doing. And I just explained that like that was easy. That is not an easy thing for a hacker to do. Totally mm-hmm. possible, and I'm sure that most nation states do it, but uh, it just kind of elevates Elliot and his hacker elite status. So that's the part I right. like. Was there a favorite part for you? Well, I I, I think uh, the performance here oh, um, yeah. is remarkable. You know, when he says that, I, I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but how he says he's different as well. And you see this kind of wild look in his eyes. Uh, you know, as you say, uh, I think throughout the series, it's... If not overtly, it's alluded to that he is somehow on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, and that's evident from the get-go. You know, there's almost uh, uh, the way he approaches this is so cold and calculating. Um, yeah. It's um, it's disturbing. No eye, no eye contact, okay? Uh, and, you know, he doesn't, He and you find that out in the show, he has no social skills at all, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, but... And, but to introduce this character in that way, um, I didn't notice it the first time, but it totally hits home the second time you run through it. What do you suppose he was actually after here? Do you think he's just trying to take down a pedophile? Yeah. I, you know, first, it was very uh, keen, all right, when he said, uh, it, it's that little thing that I know can't, the world can't be good. You know, he came into the, the coffee shop at gigabit speeds for his wireless acts. He thought that was good. And he goes, you know what? That's too good to be true. I wonder what's really going on here. You know, mm-hmm. driving the hacker to do something that, you know, to keep digging until he finds something. 
uh, and remember, he says, I was hoping it would be benign, like, you know, just kind of mild porn, right? But when he found right, out, right, right. you know, when he found out that it was, you know, child porn, okay, then, you know, he decided to do something about it. So, yeah, I don't think he didn't have a hacktivist um, motivation going in, but the further he got and in, in, uh, the more he found, he realized he needed to do something about it. Yeah. It sets the character up to have a certain amount of moral ambiguity as yeah. well. You know, he's doing this to this person, which he didn't have to do. He could have left things alone, but he felt obligated, I suppose, to, you know, take down this pedophilia ring, whatever it, it may be. It kind of um, drives the whole series, right? Because he belongs yeah. to a hacktivist group who's trying to make the world better. They are against capitalism in general and against one specific company they refer to as Evil Core, uh, <laughs> a stand-in for Microsoft, I think, okay? Mm. Um, and uh, um, and so the, his, the whole show is them, how, how they, you know, try to take power away from them. So he, if I was a Dungeons & Dragons uh, guy, I would say that Elliot is chaotic neutral, generally mm. good, but mm-hmm. uh, will has his own set of rules, okay? And, right. Um, and... Uh, and we'll try to make it happen in his favor. Yeah. No, it's fascinating. And then, as you say, so many things get packed into this little five-minute oh, yeah. clip. And I know. It's impressive how many, well, I mean, they get it all right, right? I, I mean, know. the tech that, side, the whole show is that. The whole <laughs> show is that, okay? Uh, but right. the real question I want to answer, Dave, okay, is where do you fall on the age-old question of pronunciation of rooting versus routing? Where, where are we at on this with you? Oh, routing. Routing. <laughs> Me too. Routing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, I certainly grew up hearing both of them. I, and, you know, as a child, it was, we were referring to actual physical maps, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to set, uh, and I certainly had relatives. In fact, I think both of my parents would have said root, uh, you know, what route are we going to take to our vacation this year or, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but no, I, I think, uh, the, the the device is a router, so well, let's call it router. Router. I mean, I, in the early days, in the '90s, you know, there were people around me that called them routers, and I have to remember. I remember I was very confused because they said router, but um, you know, I just it just couldn't. I didn't understand what that meant. <laughs> yeah. Right, so right, and there was rooting your your credentials and, you know, yeah. getting root right, access. Right, right, a different kind of rooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. It just confused right. me, all right? So no, uh, I prefer there's nothing routers. worse than being on the outside of an inside joke, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what that's <laughs> like. And certainly, you know, back in those early days, people weren't always uh, forthcoming with all the information, you know, like if, I don't know. There was something elite about leaving people out of the conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah, if I know more right. than you, for sure. To our detriment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I will say I highly recommend the show. There is a, a number of blog sites that when it was out that uh, outlined all the technical details that they mm. use in the show, right? And, and it, most of the hacking tools were real tools or modified versions of real tools, right? And so yeah. if you're into all that kind of stuff, you should definitely check it out. It's well worth the listen to. All right. Well, my clip this week comes from the 2003 film Matchstick Men, which is directed by the great Ridley Scott. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We have highlighted this film before. In fact, uh, Joe shared a clip from this that showed a lottery ticket scam. That was one of our early episodes of Hacking Humans Goes to the Movies. 
Um, the film stars Nicolas Cage, Sam Rockwell, and Allison Lohman. Uh, Cage plays a character named Roy Waller, who's a con artist from Los Angeles. And he has a partner and protege named Frank Mercer, who's played by Sam Rockwell. Uh, and Roy, basically, he's a low-level con man. He, he, sell, he, run, he does short cons. Uh, and as this movie starts out, uh, he and Sam Rockwell are they're selling overpriced water filtration systems to unsuspecting folks uh, over the phone. Um, and that's what this scene is all about that we're going to share here. We, we start out with Rockwell's character. He's on the phone. He's in the midst of scamming some of his marks with this water filtration scam, uh, promising uh, fabulous prizes. So let me play the clip. Well, congratulations. You're a guaranteed winner of one of three fabulous prizes. Have you ever won anything major before? No, never. Well, you have now. Oh, my God. I yeah. Are you kidding? No, it's confirmed. Uh-huh. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Okay, what did I win? Either the Chevy Blazer, the Paris... Do you have a water filtration system in your house? Well, filter? Mm-hmm. No, sir. Uh-huh. Well, do you read the papers or watch TV? Oh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Well, then you've probably seen our advertisements. Now, as I said, Irene, the government is going to make you pay a tax on the prize. Oh. But... If you buy the Waterson 2000 water filtration system, the prize gets recorded as a sales expense, and you don't pay any tax. That's Good genius. deal, huh? <laughs> yeah. So we see Nicolas Cage's characters pulling up outside of their office here. I'm going to have a courier. And uh, Waterson sees him and sort of bangs on the window. He's going to come to me, and then we'll decide which one of those prizes you get. Have him come in quickly, because he's got a hot one on the line. $98 even. You pay twice that in stores. We see that the water filter actually only costs forty nine ninety nine. Stepped into my office and he would love to talk to you. Can you hold just a sec? Thanks, Irene. Good morning. Who says so? Irene Fisk. She wants to talk to her husband first. Mrs. Fisk. John Goodhue, regional vice president. Congratulations. The way he just turns it on. Which prize are you hoping yeah. for? Well, that would be my choice, too. We've never been. My associate tells me you have five grandkids? Wow. Now, I understand that you'd like to speak to your husband first about this, and I can understand why. But the thing is, Irene, my secretary's having a baby this afternoon, and everyone here at the office is about to bug out and head over to the hospital. <laughs> now, let me confirm your Rockwell's in the back giving him the head night like, that's a good one, boss. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> yeah. So, have have you ever been? Um, have you ever has anyone come at you with this particular scam? The thing of you know, you congratulations, you have won one of three fabulous prizes. You know, probably, but I have to admit, you know, as I'm old and senile these days, I either can't remember that they have, or you get so accustomed to it now, you just shut them down before they get to the, you know, the water filter part and the tax evasion part. So, yeah. how about you? Have you been attacked by one of these things? My recollection is is getting postcards in the mail. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And again, this is, you know, 25 years ago when, you know, I was just, just getting out of college, just getting started with my own place. And... You know, a postcard coming in the mail that says, you know, congratulations, you have won one of three fabulous prizes, either a a new Chevy truck, a fabulous boat, or a cash prize, you know, and all you need to do is call in today and you're guaranteed to win. And so, you know, so the scammers, they don't even have to call you. They have you calling them. 
I know, right? I, I will admit that when I was younger, I, I, I did, I may have given money to the, you know, the book of the month club or the record of the, you know, where they, you give them a dollar and they send you the best album every week or something. Oh, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you I realize that. that you need to pay $1,000 for each subsequent album or something like that. Yeah. Yes, I may have yes. been Columbia Record have, Club. Yeah. That, yes. That's it. That's it exactly. Yes. I believe my parents uh, had to write a letter to them to explain that I was, in fact, a minor. A minor. And, <laughs> and they would, you know, we would be returning oh, all of good. the cassettes that I had ordered, and I'm sure they got that a lot. <laughs> so, um, but what this outlines is kind of this bait-and-switch sort of scam here, you know, where they're uh, they're saying... Uh, in order to get your prize, all you have to do is buy this one thing. And in this yeah. case, they're using these these sort of phony water filtration systems as the thing that they're actually going to sell the people. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, Dave, the thing that pops out at me watching this clip, all right, is how hard they work. Those two yeah. guys are working so hard on this scam. It isn't like it's easy street. You know, they're putting no. in a full day. To make, right. you know, a chump change, you know, scamming these uh, victims. So, this seems to me that they diverted their attention to something else. It, it, it'd be less stressful. I don't know. So, you know. <laughs> it, it, ain't that the way, though, with crooks, you know? Like, it's just, what, choose an easier life. This yeah. can't. This can't be an easy path for you. But, you know, I guess everyone's circumstances are different. And you think about... I mean, they said here that they were trying to sell these water filtration systems for a few hundred dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And if they only cost 50 bucks. But let's say you can make $1,000 a day pulling this scam off. You can live off of that. I guess. that's a. But man, the pressure to make that work, and that's just, you know, not my cup of tea, I'm guessing. No, no. The other definitely thing that, takes a certain kind of person. Oh yeah, and and that character trait that comes across in this clip is personality. I mean, look at Sam Rockwell operate those phones. I mean, he mm-hmm. he establishes rapport. He's they're friends by the time they get off the phone, right? And it's just man, he is dialed it up to twelve, right? And I said that too when Nicolas Cage came in. You know, he he comes into the middle of the scene. He kind of walked into the office like anybody, you know, any schlub coming to work. But as soon as he's on the phone, bam, he's up at, yeah. you know, 11, you know, selling right. it to the customer, right? This, wow. Right, right. <laughs> and and just effortlessly pulls a story out of his hat about I know. How, <laughs> just makes you know, it up on the fly. Yeah. Right. You know, that. we just, we, we have a, our, our secretary is going to have a baby today, so we're all going to the hospital. What a great story, that is. That, and the that lady, totally yeah. cements it. Yeah. That would, you know, what better to work with a grandma than a baby that's coming, <laughs> right? And that's what they do. Can that's I just gush for a second about Sam Rockwell? I know Nicolas Cage. We all love Nicolas Cage. Sure. But S- Sam Rockwell is one of my favorites. You know, he's uh, been nominated for an Oscar for Vice, uh, a movie called Vice. He played President Bush. He won an Oscar for three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. But he's been in so many of my favorite movies like The Green Mile, Galaxy Quest, Charlie's Angels, Iron Man, Mm -hmm. and my favorite, Mr. Right, this little small movie that I just love. And by the way, he dances in almost every one of them. He's got so much skill. So I I love (laughs) Sam Rockwell. (laughs) To me, he's one of the, like, at the danger of using a sports ball analogy, he's he's kind of like a utility player for me. You know, that's right. Everything he shows up in, he's good in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always delivers, but he's not 
a big movie star. Like if you said, you know, list of top 10 movie stars, I doubt he'd be on many people's no, list. No, he wouldn't. He, yeah, even mine he probably wouldn't make, right? And you know, right. And, um, but whenever he's on something, he makes the project better, okay? Even yeah. if he's playing a bad guy or a good guy or somewhere in the middle like these guys, it's just fun to watch him operate. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen the film Matchstick Man, I, I do recommend it. Uh, it is, it's a movie that did okay. You know, it didn't make a lot of money. It was one of those sort of quieter, sort of artsy, quirky mm-hmm. sort of films when it came out in 2003. I do remember seeing it in the theater. Oh, yeah. But um, I, I think it's kind of a cult classic these days. <laughs> but it, but if this is your thing, if you're into these sort of scams, and I'm I'm guessing but the, the virtue that you're listening to this show, you probably are. <laughs> you probably are. Mat- Matchstick Men is kind of a... <laughs> A catalog of, of so yeah. many of the scams sort of <laughs> idealized and played out. So uh, it's worth a look. Good clip, man. Good clip. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our show. I want to thank all of you for joining us. We would love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at hackinghumans at n2k.com. Your feedback helps us ensure we're delivering the information and insights that help keep you a step ahead in the rapidly changing world of cybersecurity. N2K Strategic Workforce Intelligence optimizes the value of your biggest investment, your people. We make you smarter about your team while making your team smarter. Learn more at n2k.com. Our senior producer is Jennifer Iben. This show is edited by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie. I'm Dave Bittner. And I'm Rick Howard. Thanks for listening.